Okay, it's good to be back in yeshiva, in the protective walls of the yeshiva. Um, <clears throat> these uh, have been very, very uh, trying days. Um, unprecedented, really, in the, in the scope of the tragedy. I don't think in my lifetime I've ever experienced such a, such a thing. That What's going on there at Israel, it's very hard to even fathom, it's a, a nightmare. And there's a lot of questions that are, I'm sure, plaguing us, whether it's politically or theologically, um, how, this, how, how could such a thing happen? Uh, you know, Bader uh, HaTeva makes no sense how, it, how, how such a thing could happen. And Lamayla uh, Manateva also, it seems like impossible that that we could be uh, facing such a, a crisis as we are right now. And so we always have to look into uh, what the Tarek says, and that's all we have. Like when, when it all comes down to it, uh, you know, this is what we have. We have the Tyre, we have the Ashkafa Satira, and, and that's what we're going to learn together tonight. I found uh, a piece that I think is very appropriate in the Leib Elio, in the Shvive Leib Erebelio Lapian, which is tonight's um, Vad. And let's see what he says in Eis Kuf Membez, page Reish Nun Ches, in the first volume of Leib Elio. There's a Pasuk in Shir Hashirim. Pasuk says that he's standing behind the wall. He's mashkiach, talking about the Rabbi Nishayim, he's the mashkiach, minachalainis, from, he's looking through the windows. And he's meitzitz minacharakim, he is peering through the lattices. Charakim are like very small um, blinds, almost. Like if you can imagine like a blind on, on, a, on a window covering. So sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Aymed he's standing on the other side of the wall, Mashkiach he's looking through the, he's watching us, he's observing us through the windows, and he's peering, he's like peeking through the Charakim, through the, the crevices, through the lattices. What does that mean, that Pasuk? So Rebellion says like this, Yesh zmanim, she Yisrael zeichem l'gilui panim shal maila kaviachel. There are some times in Jewish history that Klal Yisrael is zeicha to gilui panim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is clearly with us He's Megullah, he's exposed. There are times like this in history that we actually felt the Shechina, we knew the Shechina was here. That was the period of time that Shlema Melch writes in Shashirim in this Pasuk that HaKadosh looks through the window. A window is a nice big open thing. Imagine somebody looking on the other side of the window in and we'd be able to be day, we'd see the person on the other side. That's how it is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is benigla. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu could be clearly seen and felt and we knew that he was with us, 
That's called Mashkiach Menachalainis. We see him, we see him through the window. He's looking at us through the window. And he's visible through the window. Sham Mushkach, that's us, the people that are being observed. Raya Gamis HaMashkiach Alav. They see through the window, HaKadosh is looking over at them. HaKadosh Baruch is is watching them. He's caring about us. We see him. It's, it's very clear. He's looking through the window at us. We feel his presence. When did this happen in history? Yisrael was on their land. Yisrael was in complete authority of their land. HaKadosh was Masha Shechina. Everything was beautiful. There were times in Klai Yisrael's history that we mamish had Gilu Shechina. That's what the Maila of the Beis HaMikdash was. The Maila of the Beis HaMikdash was you were able to go into the Beis HaMikdash and you felt the Shechina. You felt clearly, palpably, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was with us. And there were Nisim that were taking place. The Mishnah in, in Ave speaks about Asar Nisim. Uh, there, there were things that... Uh, that were evident, it was like clearly evident um, that the Shechina was here. You had meat lying around in the Beis HaMikdash, you would think that there were so many flies, never was a fly seen in the Beis HaMikdash, that's a miracle. Um, people would be as crammed in, packed into the Azara, that you would bow down, when you stood up you were very crowded, when you bow down, all of a sudden there was plenty of room. Physically, that can't happen. These were Nisim Galuyim. We knew that HaKadosh Baruch was with us. There's a, just a beautiful word from uh, Rabbi Cheskel Abramsky. He says on that Mishnah, it's an amazing Mishnah. I'll ask you a question on the Mishnah, or what, what these things in the Mishnah have in common. Um... Listen to the thing, the ten things that were, that the miracles that happened in the Mikdash. Okay, so we said, we said two of them. A woman never uh, was mapil. She never miscarried from the, the, this, the aroma of the Basar Kaidesh that would normally make a woman miscarry. That never happened. The Basar of Hektish never spoiled. A fly was never in the place that they shafted. That's what I said before. A Kayin Gadol never saw carry on Yom Kippur. The rain never put out the fire of the Atzei Marocha. And, um, and the Amad HaAshan, there was a, a cloud, of, a pillar of, uh, of, of smoke, and it never blew, it never dissipated. There was never Psalm Ha'aymer. They would stand up straight and they would bow down with plenty of room. There was never a snake or a scorpion that bit somebody in Yerushalayim. And nobody ever said, It's too crowded, it's too cramped for me to sleep in Yerushalayim. Those are the ten miracles that happened uh, in the base of Mikdash. Anyone notice like a, a common thread, very strange common thread that runs through all of these things? Normally when I tell you that something is miraculous, 
It's something that you think is a, wow, there's going to be something, you know, positive that's happening. You know, all of a sudden, like the kind Gadol would fly or, uh, uh, I don't know, some, you know, some supernatural stuff. The waters would be splitting in the base. It doesn't say that. It says the things that didn't happen. It didn't happen. It never happened that, uh, that a fly came into the base. It never happened that, uh, that, um, that, uh, that a snake or a scorpion would bite somebody in your shrine. These are miracles that happened in, in the absence of something bad. And you see what I'm saying? Like all of these things is things that the Basakash never spoiled. These are things that you needed, like, special eyes to see. Because normally, do we ever notice when something bad doesn't happen? We normally notice when something bad happens, or when something really good happens. We don't notice when something bad doesn't happen. You know, like if, uh, you know, you don't notice... Uh, if your refrigerator that your refrigerator didn't break, you know, right? My refrigerator generally breaks right before Yantif. That's when, and that's when the sewage issues have. Everything happens right before Shabbos or Yantif. That's that's known. Um, but do you ever like when something bad doesn't happen? You ever notice that? Like when you wake up in the morning, you don't have a strep throat. Your throat is fine. Never say if you have a strep throat. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you have a strep throat, and you're complaining, and you feel like really sick. But what happens when not when it didn't happen? When something bad was avoided? Well, you don't notice that. You don't notice that uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, we have electricity. The lights are the lights didn't go out. But the the miracles that happened in the Beis Hamikdash were all the absence of something bad happening. I would never notice that you know the meat isn't spoiled. But that was one of the nisim. The meat never spoiled. The fly never came. I'm not focused on a fly coming if I don't see a fly. But the mission is teaching you that you have to. You have to notice when things, when bad things are not happening. As bad as we think our situation is in life, you always have to be grateful when for the things that didn't happen. You know, I think there's a story with Chaim Kanievsky that he was um, somebody made a kiddush in shul one morning after davening. He put out like a tikkun, and so they said, "What you know? What was the what happened?" He says. He was crossing uh, across uh, one of the streets in Bnei Brak. He got hit by a car, and he flew into the air, and he landed in Baruch Hashem. Everything worked out okay. He, he was able to get up, and not even a bruise, and he's able to walk. So he made a kiddush. Next morning, Reb Chaim brought in Tikkun of his own. I said, what's this for? He says, because I realized that I crossed that street you know, for 35 years I've been crossing that same street and I never got hit by a car once. But you don't notice that. You don't notice when a car doesn't hit you. You don't notice when something does happen, that's when it's a tragedy. But, or, or, or you're saved because... But when nothing bad happens, you have to appreciate that also. If you're able to drive from, I don't know, from Queens to, to wherever you live and you didn't get into an accident, you should make a kiddush, really. For, that's an amazing thing. We don't think about that. We, of course, I made it a pressure. You know, you know how many things have to go right in order for you to get from point A to point B without an accident. There can't, that means you have to be awake. You have to, you know, the, all the traffic lights have to work. The other people have to not be drunk around you, and uh, you know, whatever. There's so many things that could have gone wrong. Nothing went wrong, but you don't even notice that. 
But the Mishnah is telling you that you have to notice the miracles that are in the absence of something bad happening. Anyway, that's uh, um, that is Cheskel Abramsky's Vard of the Mishnah. But anyway, let's get back. So when Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Shechina was Shaira in the Mishkan in the Mikdash. That was a time of mashkiach menachalainis. Hakadosh Baruch was clearly looking kaviyachal through the window, through the big window, and we could see him. We're the mashkachim. We are being observed. We saw Hakadosh Baruch We felt him observing us. But when it gets really dark in galus, kind of like today, Hakadosh Baruch Hu mashkiach alenu mida You should know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still looking out over us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still mashkiach on us. He's looking, he's observing, he's carefully, lovingly watching us without any difference. It doesn't matter. Nothing changed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perspective. The only thing that changed between now or between the time of the Beis HaMikdash and now is the amount that we're able to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking at us regardless of how much window we're able to, we're able, there, there is between us and him. He always is watching us. He's always loving us. He's always caring about us. But just the difference is how we're able to perceive him. Hashem says, I am God and I never changed. Don't think that I changed. So what changed? We shut the window. We were the ones that closed the shades, that closed the blinds. Now, HaKadosh Baruch is still looking at us, but he's looking at us through the cracks, through the lattices. It means that he is watching us from the sadakim through the cracks. There's still a few lattices, a few ways that HaKadosh Baruch could still peek through and see us. But we were the ones that put up the curtain. We were the ones that lowered the blinds. Oh, because Zerak HaMashkiach Reyes HaMushkach. The only difference is, now he could see us. But it doesn't work the other way. The Klai Yisrael can't see him. He's able to see us. He does see us the same way. Sometimes we think that Hester Panim means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns his back on us. That's not true. HaKadosh Baruch Hu always, always is watching over us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu always cares about us, loves us. The only difference is that when there's Hester Panim, it means that we were the ones that lowered the curtain. HaKadosh Baruch Hu now has to kaviyachal, peer through the, the little cracks at us, but he's still looking at us. It's just that we feel the Hester Panim. We feel that no one's looking at us. Hey, I'm looking out the window, nobody's seeing me. But he is. He's peering through the cracks. It's not an open one because we were the ones that lowered the blinds. Yes, no. So that's the case. Hashem is always looking out for us. And what's the idea on Tisha B'Av that Hashem is like angry with us and doesn't want to hear us? Okay, let's, let's just see. Let's just see a little bit more and then maybe we'll touch on what you're asking, okay? So, V'hainu ma'ashakasa v'anoichi haster aster espane and this is what the Torah says when it says that I will hide my face on that day, Klaimar, and Nihu Neichi He has a, a very unusual way of learning this Pasuk. I am the same day, I am the same Anoichi, I am God. And I'm the same God 
as I was yesterday, nothing really changed mitzidi. I'm still in the driver's seat. I'm in the same seat. Basically what he's saying is, and this will, I think, answer your question, Noam, that there's really no difference ever in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's way of, of, of loving us, caring about us. You know, Noam was saying on Tisha B'av, you know, we have this notion that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is very angry with us, and he's, it's not true. It's all, a mis- it's, it's all not true. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has unconditional love for us. He always did and he always will. It's true, sometimes you find the Torah that he has charoinaf. He's when we do Avedizari, he's very upset. Chazal teach us. And Kelkane uh, v'naikim, the Rambam Marinavuchim says that whenever it says a lotion of Kelkane v'naikim, it's always talking about against Avedizara. When we do Avedizara and we do things against him, he's not happy about it. But it never changes his love for us. He's always carefully watching over us. It's just that sometimes we don't see him watching over and we feel that he's not watching over us. Why does that happen? Because we do Averis. We do Averis of what really, what an Avera really is, it's a curtain that we're pulling down between us and him. It's a mechitza that's mavdil. It, it creates a certain distance between us and him every time we do Averis. It's really us doing it. It's like HaKadosh Baruch is like turning his back on us. We're the ones that pull down the curtain. We say, look, God's not here. What do you mean God's not here? You pull down the curtain and you're telling me that God's not here. God is here. God is watching us. It's just that we don't realize that he's watching us because there's a curtain now. It's not the Mashkech Menach as we were used to during the time of the Beis HaMikdash. It's a completely different thing that there is a window now. We don't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But just because we don't see him, we don't have these open miracles, he's still seeing us. And he still loves us. You know, it's funny that Noam should use, uh, you know, the word Tisha because that's been like, you know, playing out in my mind. Like that Simchas Taira felt as much as we didn't know. I don't know when, when everyone in the room found out about what I, I found out about it on, um, when did I find out? I guess it was Shemini Atzeres afternoon. Somebody, my son told me, uh, he heard from his friend who has a cleaning lady, whatever. We were getting news, like, trickled in, you know, it was, like, slowly trickling in, like, numbers were crazy, uh, you know, whether it's true, it's not true. And then as the day, was, as Simchas Terror was going on, it, it literally felt like Tisha B'av, like, nobody... They're so nervous to make Havdalah and to have to be exposed to the news. I didn't. Even, I didn't want to, but but it had a, It had a Tisha B'av feel, and it still does. I mean, it's not getting better. The news seems to get worse and worse every single day. Uh, it's impossible to understand to wrap our heads around what happened and what what will happen, and it's frightening. But one thing I think that we could take away. From this, because I've heard many people, and maybe in my own mind, I'm asking myself the same thing. Like, forget about where the the tzal was, you know. Forget about where where the army was all that time, and what how such a thing could happen. And these are questions that 
there's going to be commissions and they're going to do investigations. But that's that's the po- politics. That's not really so relevant to us. What's the chilek? Well, my said happened. You can't go back and you can't, you know, maybe you can improve for the future, but that's not, we're not in the army. We're not the prime minister, Baruch Hashem. But the bigger question is that I think a lot of us might be asking is, forget about where the army is. Where is Hashem? Like, how could Hashem allow such a thing to happen? A thousand, you know what a thousand yidin are in one day to be taken? A thousand yidin? Doesn't make sense. And and Taivim Hayu it's better sometimes people that died, at least they, they're they're in a better place. But people that are that were taken 100, 150 captives, they schlepped into Gaza, to the Gehenim, which is Gaza, and you don't know what they're doing to these people, you don't know what they're feeding them, what they're doing to them. You know, they're the real Rachmanis, much more, I think, than the people that died. And the relatives, Nebuch, and, and, you know, what about all the, the psychological damage that I think everybody in Israel, but Bifrat, the young children, imagine what they're going through, the psychological, uh, the nightmares of living, even if you're further away from Gaza, you're, you're near the West Bank, you're, near, you're always somewhere very close to Arab villages, and the thought of that at any given moment, any night this could happen, imagine what these families are going through. So, you know, what, how did this happen? Like, you know, but that's not a question that we're allowed to ask. We're not allowed to ask a question like that. Um, the Holocaust happened, pogroms happened, Chorv Mesamikdash happened. The Ebeshter has his cheshpainis. We don't know the cheshpainis, no, and everyone, anyone that claims to know cheshpain is, is a fool and a liar because nobody knows. The Chavetz Chaim used to say that he's speaking really about, about Mashiach coming, but I think it, it applies to these types of situations that those who know don't say and those who say don't know. You know, don't, so if people start saying, I know why this happened because of this or because of this Aveir or that Aveir or baloney, we don't know. It might, not be, it might be true, but like, you know, Anyone that says that they know, they don't know. But one thing is clear, and this is what I want to take away from tonight, and it's something that we all need, I think, as a sort of like to, to, to calm ourselves down a little bit, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching over us. He's a Shem Yisrael. He's protecting us. He didn't. He wasn't sleeping on the job on Shemini Atzeres. He was watching us. There might have been mechitzas on the window. We might not see. It's so dark in the scholars. We have no idea how such a thing could happen. Why such a thing could happen? What did these children do to deserve it to happen? What did the adults do? To these are great questions, but it's not questions that a believing Jew really is supposed to ask. I think of Shamshrafal Hirsch used to say, write somewhere, that a Yid doesn't ask Lama, why did this happen? A Yid asks Lima, for what purpose, to what end, what can we do about it? How can we, how can we change for the better? What can we do to, to grow from this? Maybe we can strengthen our Amuna, maybe we could do Chesed, maybe we could uh, learn more Tyre, Davin with more Kavana. And, or all of the above. 
I'm seeing videos of what people are doing, Klai Yisrael, um, you know, they're, they're collecting, they're make, filling duffel bags with all types of equipment and food and clothing and sweatshirts and sweaters and amazing, Mikam Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael is one. Tremendous achdus has come out. Maybe that's a byproduct of it. It's not why it happened, but maybe it's a great byproduct. We have to try to, 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 to do as much as we can to grow from the experience. We cannot ask Lama, why did it, this, that's a question that has no answer. How did six million Jews die during the Holocaust? There's no answer. A lot of people became, you know, not Shem retirements is because of that question. I can't say you blame them. The people that went through the Holocaust and, and went through the Shiv Madura Gehenim, it's very hard to, to, to come out a, a, a tremendous mindment, but there were many, many people that, were, that did come out stronger than they came in. But HaKadosh is always the Mashkiach. He always watches out for us. He protects us. He loves us. He, he, he's, he's completely enamored by Klai Yisrael. And if he allowed this to happen, there's a reason. We don't know the reason, but it's not in any way an absence of the Rabbi Nishayim. It's just an absence in our perception of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But a believing Jew will always say, okay, I don't know why it happened. I wish I knew why it happened, but I don't know. But that doesn't take away from my Amuna one iota. I completely believe that Muna Shleim Baruch is is the Mashkiach. He's watching over me, and he cares about me. He loves me. Loves the whole Klal Yisrael. And all I could do is try to figure out a way to change. Maybe I could do tshuva. Maybe I could be more makbid on certain certain averus that I'm that I'm lax in lashon issues, whatever it may be, bittel taira, but. Whatever I could do, I want to get better from this. And you see, that's what's, that's what's going on. We, Klai Yisrael could be very down right now. We are. But I'm saying the, the soldiers, a lot of people in the country are very, they feel like they were let down by the army that always took such good care and protected them. And, and now what happened? Such a breakdown. And, and you see, you think the army is like walking around you know, terribly despondent. You see these soldiers, they're dancing, they're pumped, they're excited, they want to do battle. They're, they want to, they understand the importance of this, of this Mohammed. Klai Yisrael is a very resilient people. And just like they're resilient as far as what happened, we have to be resilient in our Amunah. We have to also bounce back and say, I don't know why it happened or where the Ebishter was, but I know that he's the Mashkech Menach Alainis. Sometimes he makes it smena harakim, he looks through the, but he's always here. I can't see him because it's so dark. I, I through my averis, it became very dark and we can barely, we can't see the Rabbi Yishim through that window. But that's not because he's not there, he's there. But we can't see him because we did averis, we lowered the, the, the blinds, so we created this, this mechitza, but he's there. He loved, if, he could, if, he, if we would be able to interview the Rabbi Nisham Kaviyachal now, he would tell us, I love you. What, you think I'm, I, think I, I don't like you? You don't think I, you, I, I love you? And there's a purpose for everything. Someday maybe he'll explain to us why this, how this could happen. 
and it's way above our pay grade to try to make cheshbonos and to understand how so many yisim and almanas and uh, you know, you know, what what? How could this be? It's not. It's not. It doesn't go into the brain. But um, but this is uh, this is what it is, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu loves us. He's watching out for us. There's a purpose and a reason for everything, even if it seems impossible to to really understand and absorb. But the takeaway from tonight from El Yalapian is that Kadosh always cares about us. He's protecting us. He's watching us. And what we feel is like a breach in that is just the breach in our perception. But from Hakadosh Baruch Hu's end, Hakadosh Baruch Hu never ever stops loving us, and there's never a break, there's never a lapse in that shmira, in that love, in that in that in that desire to get closer to us. And perhaps if if we could catapult ourselves out of this low place, we'll be able to bounce up, bounce back much higher, much stronger than we when we were before on on during the days of Chalamayid. Uh, before this all broke, uh, we could actually become closer to the Rabbeinu Shalom, but uh, that's that's a matter of us being able to really absorb this Yisaid, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always a mashkiach, he's always watching over us, and his love is never, ever ended.